You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Primary word in, in the text is better. The major antithesis of better is worse. Worse is synonymous with something unpleasant, disappointing, regrettable, pain, and such. Better is synonymous with more advantageous. Something that is good, well, rewarding, profitable, and such. If you'll notice, contextually, the first clause decrees that a person who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Notice a person that is slow to anger. You're going to get mad. But you don't need to be quick to get mad. You need to learn how to be slow to anger. See, because if, if, if you are quick to let something just get the best of you, You may say something you ain't got no been to say. See, ultimately, we have to be to the point to where we line up with the scripture. We get angry, but we don't sin. But when you're not slow in reference to getting angry, Somebody just say something, you get mad. Now, hear, hear, hear everything out. You ain't heard everything. Just take your time, listen, because what they say it might be right. But ultimately, we need to be to the point to where we get angry, but we do not sin. But let, let's consider this. Again, a person that is slow to anger is better than a strong person. A warrior. A champion. If you slow to anger, you're better than a champion. A warrior. Or somebody that uh, is known for being powerful. 
But let's take it a little further in reference to being slow to anger. Because that, that's the key. We need to be slow to get mad or upset. Right? Let's go to Psalm 103. Psalm 103 is where we're going to deal with this. We're going to start dealing with this. Psalm 103 and 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious. And notice the trait of God. Slow to anger. So if we're slow to anger, based upon this verse, we're just like Jesus. Just like the Lord. Look at somebody and say, I want to be just like Jesus. Slow to anger. Say that to another person. I want to be just like Jesus. Tell them why. He's slow to anger. You know, if he would have got mad when you messed up right away. Woo! God, God, thank God he's slow to anger. Because hadn't we messed up? Hadn't we made him mad before? But again, he is slow to anger. Now go with me to Proverbs 19. If you're going to be slow to anger, there is one thing, biblically speaking, that you're going to need. If you're going to be slow to anger. Proverbs 19, verse 11. Ready? The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger. Let me read that first clause again. The of a makes him if you don't have discretion you're not going to be slow to anger. So what is discretion? In one sense, it says about you that you're, you're mature. You're mature. You know folk going to say stuff you don't like. So because you're, you're mature, that's not going to cause you to just blow up. You can try to dot every I and cross every T. Somebody still ain't going to like you. Still going to say something about you. So, you can say, oh, you, I don't know why they mess with me. I don't try to bother nobody. I just, just look, be mature. Folk going to say something, talk about you. You just need to be mature and understand stuff like that going to happen. Don't let it keep you from sleeping. Don't let it keep you from eating. Folk going to talk. And if you have discretion, in one sense, it says about you that you're going to be mature when it, when it comes to folks trying to make you mad about this, that, and the other. But discretion also has to do with you being careful. James talked about being slow or careful when it comes to speaking. Don't just be ready to just say something when you get into an argument or a debate with somebody. If you do that. Don't be, be slow to speak. 
Don't be to the point to where you lip jumping because you're ready to say something <laughs> while they talk. Or some of us are to the point to where we'll interrupt the person that's talking while they're talking. We, I can't hold it. I got to tell it. And, and so both of you just back and forth. You got to have discretion. And the last thing I want you to understand that discretion means, it means that you have discernment. You recognize why the person is trying to make you mad. And see, when you're mature and slow to speak and you can discern, you won't let a person take you where you don't need to go. I said, you won't let a person take you where you don't want to go. And even if you do get angry, you're going to be able to say it in a way, say something to a person in a way that's going to make them understand where you're coming from. They're going to see that you're not just going to say something just to be saying something. Amen? Amen? Now, let's deal with the main clause that, that uh, is the subject. The last clause. He talks about if a person, back in Proverbs 16.32, if a person rules his or her spirit, the person is better than someone who takes a city. You're better than a conqueror. If a person going to take over a city, that person is a conqueror. It says that the person has went in and subdued or defeated who he or she needed to defeat and has gotten the victory. Again, went in and defeated who needed to be subdued and got the victory or was successful. You know, if a person is, is a conqueror, that, that person has to have a lot of, lot of traits. person has to be intelligent, aggressive, dogged, or determined. The person has to be diligent, has to be a leader that's able to influence people to the point to where they would join him in reference to his cause. If a person is going to be a conqueror, that person has to have some powerful traits. But notice again, if you know how to rule your spirit, 
You're better than a person that's smart, aggressive, influential, a leader of others. You're better if you know how to rule your spirit. So the bottom line, it is essential for us to know how to rule our spirit and to put it into action. So I'm going to deal with this and, and then I'm going to be done. Y'all ready? And so if, if I rule my spirit, there are three things I want you to understand about ruling your spirit. Three simple things about ruling your spirit. First, it says that you're able to control your feelings or emotions. You heard me, women. I ain't talking to y'all, brothers. I'm talking to the women right now. Did you hear me, women? You need to be able to control your feelings and your emotions. Now, let me flip it a little bit for you sensitive men. Oh, don't act like that. There's some mama's boys in here now. Come on. You need to be able <laughs> to control your feelings or emotions. You have to be, a, you, you have to be able to, to check your feelings and, and your, your emotions. have to control them. Because until God takes you, you're going to have feelings about different things. And this is the thing, it is some things you're going to have more feelings for than I do. Yeah. Certain things can happen and it's going gonna, it's gonna to really bother you when it happens. You know, you're going to get real emotional. But, but the same thing, it may not even phase me. Bottom line, you have to know yourself. But you cannot allow what God gave you to run you. He gave you emotions, but he, he never intended for your feelings to run your life. And don't look at me like that. You, you have people that they, they allow their feelings to run their life. Their happiness is based upon their feelings. Sometimes you have to be happy even when you don't feel your best. Y'all ain't ready for that over here. You have to count it all joy even when you don't feel your best. You can't allow your feelings to run your life. 
If, if, if some of us allow our feelings to run our lives, we'll be depressed 24-7. Because you constantly have things coming at you telling you why it's not a good day for you. You can't allow your feelings to run your life. Second, when it comes to ruling your spirit, you have to have authority over your personal views or opinions. You can't allow your opinions to run you. you. You have to be to the point to where you recognize you can be wrong. You can't let your ego get so involved when it comes to your personal views or opinions that, that you always have to be right. And, and, and some of us Especially y'all preacher. Knows what it is to think. You always right. Have you ever been to the point to where. You just had to be right. Your preacher have. And guess what? He was wrong as wrong could be. Yeah, I'm talking about y'all, preacher. You can't allow your, your, your personal views or opinions to run your life. I don't care what he say. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. And some people that, well, I, I ain't never met the man, I ain't never seen him, but I know such and such. That's your personal view. Ain't never been to California, but you got views about California. I ain't never been there. Yeah, it's real hot in California. More than George. You ever been there? No, but I, I it's... it's Just like I had this guy tell me, hey, a car just a car. It just gets you from A to B. Oh, God, I'm dealing with somebody who really don't, don't know that a car ain't just a car. I wanted to say to the person, if you could just drive just a nice car from here to Florida, and, and just, just any car you drive to Florida, you'll come back saying, no, nah, a car just ain't a car. It's a difference. A suit just ain't a suit. They may look like the same suit, but a suit just ain't a suit. Shoes just ain't shoes. They may look like shoes, both same, the same purpose. You put them on your feet, but let me tell you something. There is a difference between stuff that may 
look the same. But once you experience it, you'll come away and say, no, that ain't the same right there. Both great, but they ain't, they ain't the same. I thought I was in feet heaven when I put them on. God, God. You, you can't allow your personal views or opinions to run your life. And some folk do. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what he's doing, but I know it's something. I can feel it. I know. I, I, see, every time something happens, my hand sh shake like that. So I know it's something. Because if, if it wasn't nothing, my hand wouldn't have shook like that. had this man tell me one time, every time the, the inside of my hand get the itch, something good finna happen for me. I said, get the itch, you know what, something good finna happen. Yeah, when he get the itch on the inside. And he had a straight face telling me that, and I didn't have no straight face listening to him. I, I was just like, And so I asked him, I said, so when it don't itch, nothing good is going to happen. No. Ain't going to have no good day if it don't itch. I, it ain't going to be no good day. And that was just his personal opinion. To the point to where it controlled him. He looked. He, he looked for something to happen to him in order for him to believe that he was going to have a, a good day. You can't do that. And lastly, you have, you're holding on? You have to check your spirit in reference to your feelings, mood, and so forth, you have to check it and direct your thoughts, words, and deeds. And you'll be ruling your spirit. You got to check it. You got to check your spirit, and then you got to direct. When you're feeling a certain way, and you don't want to be feeling that way, change it. Your feelings were not given to you to run you. You are the free moral agent. You can put your feelings in check and think, say, and do what you desire, whether right or wrong. I can rule my feeling like that. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. When you rule your spirit, you're better than a conqueror or someone that takes over a city. 
So we need to deal with some scripture now to back up all that I have poured out on you. You ready? Let's start in Psalm 77. Let's go to Psalm 77. We're going to roll a minute. But y'all just stay with me. Psalm 77. I feel like singing, but I ain't got time to sing because I got to roll a little bit. So we're just going to roll. Psalm 77, we're going to start at verse 1. Notice the wording carefully. Psalm 77, starting at verse 1. And this is a conflicting uh, passage. And you, you'll see why once we get into it. Psalm is saying, I cried out to God with my voice. To God with my voice. And notice and he, or God, gave ear to me. He listened. But then, verse 2, In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. But notice this. My soul refused to be comforted. He sought the Lord, but his soul refused to be what? Verse 3. Then he says, I remembered God. And notice how conflicting this is. And was troubled. I complained. And my spirit was overwhelmed. My emotions began to be in charge. I was overpowered. Overwhelmed means overpowered. He complained. He complained. You cannot rule your spirit and you complain all the time. I just wasn't expecting this to happen. It, it just seemed like ain't nothing working for me. You complain, you, you complain all the time. You tell everybody that same little story. Everywhere you go, you tell everybody that same little story. Yeah, it thing, seven years ago, thing was good, but then it just, boom, the bottom fell out, and it's just everything. And you'll go from, from 4th Street to 1st Street telling everybody that same thing. You just complain. I'm going to tell you something that's true. From a biblical standpoint, God, God remembered how many times Israel complained and uh, brought it to Moses' attention. He said, look, these folks uncomplained such and such amount of times. Why don't you just let me raise up somebody else? The Lord himself had got fed up with Israel complaining. He got fed up with them complaining. You cannot rule your spirit if all you do is complain. Life going to happen. Good and bad. 
Stuff you like, stuff you don't like. Stuff you understand, stuff you do not understand. You just have to get to the point to where you understand certain things that, that happen. It's just, it's just life and you ain't going to complain about it. Or if you do complain, you're, you're quick to repent. I mean, because be honest, everybody in here, you got a list of stuff you could complain about. Oh, you don't believe me? Watch this. How many of you got some stuff you could complain about right now? Look around you. And don't be trying to uh, think on that song, I won't complain. I'm just asking you if, 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 if you could, you could complain. Let me see them hands one more time. But then, how many in here... You also have some things that you should be so thankful about. So thankful about. Why not choose the things you can be thankful about? Paul told the church, he, he said, look. He said, if it's, if it's anything virtuous, anything that's good, and such. He said, meditate and think on these things. Meditate on these things. Don't get to the point to where you think on negative because the next thing going to happen, if you, if you fill your mind with negative stuff, you're going to start complaining. Why did it have to happen? I don't know. God is sovereign. But just be thankful. For his goodness. For his mercy. Just be thankful for this, that, or uh, the other. I, I was listening to uh, this particular preacher. This, this has been years ago. And he was talking about uh, his particular day counseling folk. And uh, he said he had three different folks that, that he was counseling on a particular day. He said the first person that he counseled came in and said, uh, I just got some bad news. And uh, the bad news I got is that the man I, I, I had been planning to marry for years uh, he had a second lifestyle and, and I ended up getting HIV from him. And now they're saying that I only have so, so long to live. And so his comfort to her was Look how God has blessed you to be able to live such and such years. And also, if in, in truth you do die. But also remember Hebrews 19, well Hebrews 9 and 27, that God has the final say. 
you know, so he, he gave her scripture and, and caused her to recall how God had blessed her. And then the second person came in. And the second person came in and, and said to him, I've received some bad news. I received news that, that my daughter, and she's only three years old, has two months to live. And so what he did, he first let the person know about the one he had counseled before and what they were going through. But then he said, listen, he said, if the Lord decides to take her, the next time you see her, it's going to be forever. But again, remember God has the appointment book at the final say. And finally, the last person came in and said, I just had a bad report come to me. I have been saving my whole life to do such and such and such and such. But I just found out that all of the money that I have invested is completely gone. And so I'm left with nothing. And I'm 60 something years old. I don't have time to invest and do something different. And so he told the person about the two that had came before him. And in the midst of telling the person about the two that had came before him, the man just began to just weep, to cry. And before he could even take him further in, in scripture, he said, I have so much to be thankful for, even though I just lost all of my investment. He said, I should have remembered the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God out of his seat without receiving any scripture from the pastor and said, thank you, pastor, and just walked out. What's the more of all that I've said? You, child of God, have so much to be thankful for. Hold your claps. And no matter how worse you think it is. There's somebody that's in much worse state. That's in a much worse state. How many are understanding? 
So do not complain. Do not. Let's go further. Lord have mercy. Let's go to Proverbs 15. Lord, I took a lot of time on that one. But I needed, I, I needed to just bring that out. I believe that helps somebody. Go with me to Proverbs 15. We're talking about uh, ruling your spirit. But notice Proverbs 15 and 4. Ready? A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness... In it breaks the spirit. Perverseness in it breaks the spirit. When you're using your tongue to say the wrong thing, look at what it's going to do. It's going to break your spirit. It's going to shatter your spirit. That's the reason, and I'm not going there. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life in the power of what? Tongue. You can break yourself by using perverse, a wicked, sinful words amen? amen let's go to Proverbs 17 Proverbs 17 Lord have mercy Proverbs 17 and 22 ready a merry heart does good like what but a broken spirit dries what figuratively the bones represents your life it causes your life to dry up you start experiencing what God didn't come to give you John 10 and 10 the latter part says the Lord came that we might have and have it more what in Ezekiel I think it's 37 or 38 God took Ezekiel to a valley that was full of dry bones and he asked him, can these bones live? And Ezekiel couldn't answer. He said, you know, Lord. I bring that up for you to really understand that he wanted the bones, which represented the lives of people, to live. Until finally he told him to blow on the bones and tell them to live. But when your spirit is not being ruled by you, you will miss out on the life that God ordained for you to have. You sat around the house wondering what could have been, but he dumped you, sister. Time to let him go. That ain't the only man. Oh, 
I sure wish he was. And there's nothing wrong with wishing, but, but, if, but if it's not there, go on. Don't allow your life to dry up just because of what happened. God came so you can live. Again, things going to happen. Unpleasant things going to happen. But you don't stop living. You keep living. Sometimes you, you, you have to live with hurt, but you, but you live with, but you keep living. Don't allow, don't allow the hurt that you feel to pull you in the hole. You keep living. You don't, you don't stop living just because you go through some stuff. Oh, Lord, I need to read this verse one more time. Yeah, I do. I need to read it one more time. A merry heart does good like what? But a broken spirit dries what? You can't stay there. He hurt me. Yeah, you done said that 18 times to me. And ain't no telling how many times you done said it to somebody else. I know it hurt you and I know it broke you. But it's time for you to mend and move on. You ever seen folks allow one thing to happen and that one thing causes them to just go down? They just let themselves go because of one thing. You can't do that. You're a child of God. Stuff going to happen. Stuff is going to happen, but you got to keep living. You got to keep moving on. Even though it hurts. I said even though it hurts. Now I've showed you three passages. And the three passages I showed you Thus far, you see how much trouble you're going to have in your life if you don't rule your spirit. The three passages are very clear. If you complain, you ain't ruling your, your spirit. Right? You have to understand that if you don't rule it, your spirit can be broken. You hear me? But let's look at some passages that, that uh, are just the opposite in reference to the spirit when you, when, when you start ruling your spirit. Same chapter, Proverbs 17, verse 27. He who has knowledge spares his words. And a man of understanding is of a what? Calm spirit. See, when you come to church and, and you get this knowledge and understanding, when you see other, other folk uh, that are all out of whack because of something that happened, you go through that same thing, but you just as, you just as calm. Wow, you got an understanding about it. I used to let certain things disrupt my life until God gave me understanding. I never forget God told me, he said, look, Walker, what you are upset about is what I ordained to happen. Do, do you know God ordained for death to happen? 
for trials to happen, for trouble, you're holding on, to come your way. God. God, God can, can even allow a demon to take everything you have. Y'all better read this Bible. He, he, he allows stuff like that to happen. But in the midst of doing all of that, you can still be, be calm. Job went through trouble on top of trouble. Relational trouble, financial trouble, marital trouble. But he still had a calm spirit. He still had a calm spirit. You know why? He knew how to rule his spirit. Jesus went through all that he went through, but he still had a calm spirit. And there are many others in scripture, like, like the Hebrew boys. Everybody was afraid of the fire, but they were just... Uh, it's calm because of their understanding. Look, if you throw us in that fire, the God we serve, he can get us out. But, but king, but king now, listen, listen to me. If he choose not to get us out that fire, we still ain't going to do what you want us to do. You got you to gotta, you gotta learn to rule your spirit so when situations come your way, you can remain calm. Because, see, if, if, if you allow certain situations to get you to act out of character, that situation will take over. It'll take completely over. And I've seen folk, folk get, a, get a bad report about something, and immediately they just lose it. And it's one thing when you, when you hear something initially to lose it, but as a child of God, you, you need to be quick to regain and to calm yourself so God can speak to you. You hear me? Because a part of your spirit is your God consciousness. Are you listening? Let's go further. Lord, have mercy. Y'all all right? Say to your neighbor, I'm all right. Well, let's go, let's go to Proverbs 18 and 14. I'm getting ready to close. I got two more verses, and then I'm going to be done. Proverbs 18 and 14. Ready? The spirit of a man. Look how powerful your spirit is. Will sustain him in sickness. Your spirit will sustain you. In sickness. And, and this particular passage is, is specifically talking about your God consciousness. You're going through something in your body, but if you just keep being conscious of God, you're going to make it through. You're going to be all right. The spirit of a. Notice, look at the verse again. Will sustain him in what? Yeah. That's what you have on the inside of you. But it's not going to happen if you don't know how to 
rule your spirit. Last scripture. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 29. These are some good scriptures. Lord have mercy. That Holy Ghost is awesome. Last scripture, Proverbs 29 and 23. A man's pride will bring him low. But the humble in spirit will retain honor. You never need to be a person that's too proud. Somebody trying to tell you the truth, but you too high to receive it. If somebody trying to help you by giving you the word, just just armor yourself and allow that word to get in you. Allow it to get in you. But notice, notice again the latter part. That's what I want you to focus on. The armor in spirit will retain what honor. Why? Because as long as you rule in your spirit, you, you won't get in a place of disrespect or dishonor. As long as you rule your spirit. And I'm going to stop right there. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah.